and welcome to the Jane of All Trades podcast, a little show about a lot of things. I'm your host, Felicia York, and today I'm sharing with you a conversation that I had with Pilar Indara. She is a Colombian and Puerto Rican chef that showcases healthy, delicious, and colorful meals on YouTube and Instagram. I really wanted to speak with her because she is embracing this new trade after a career of doing something completely different. Initially, she thought she would be in fashion, but life being the way that it is, she kind of went in the opposite direction. And here she is showcasing her talents. And I think she's killing it. She is so genuine, so passionate about what she's doing. And I really enjoyed our conversation. And hopefully you will too. Take a listen. Where did you grow up? Uh, in Queens. So my mom and dad, um, they met, my mom was a singer, actress, model. And my dad, he came from Colombia and he was a, he worked in the hospitals in Bronx, Lebanon Hospital, but he always did photography on the side. And they met at some industry party. <laughs> yep, and fell in love. And my mom was a single mom with two girls from a previous marriage. And he was a single uh, a single man with two daughters from a previous marriage as, as well. So they got together and had me. <laughs> wow. It's like the Latin Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Queen. Yes. I'm um, a Brooklyn girl, so I'm going to look like Queen. Uh, <laughs> rough. <laughs> well, Sorry. growing up, we always we always used to say the pretty girls are from Queens and the fly guys are from Brooklyn. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm like, I was waiting, like, what about the Brooklyn girls? <laughs> they were mean to us. They were mean to us. <laughs> we're not going to go into borough wars, but we're just going to say that the Queens girls always thought that they were so much better, uh, but it's okay. <laughs> We'll move on. But where are you? You're in New Jersey now? Yes, I moved to New Jersey. Uh, It's going to be four years, actually. Wow, time flies. I bought a, um, I just recently bought a house last year, but I've been here for two and a half years prior to that. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. (sighs) How does it feel to have your own house? It is probably one of the top five best feelings in the world. <laughs> oh wow. It really okay. is. Yeah. I know that it could it could definitely it definitely has this stressful moments, obviously, you know, cost wise, but but essentially it's yours and it feels like home and you know, it's something that will build equity and God forbid something happens, you know, you you have this home that you could lean on or, or something and then you could leave it to your children. I mean, you know, you have to build some yeah. residuals for your kids, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm in my mid-30s now, and my mom is like, you need to get a house. You need to get a house. And I'm like, I don't really want to do it by myself just because growing up in a house, you already know, like, if anything breaks, it's your responsibility. It's just a lot. It's just kind of reconciling the vision that you have for your life and really just mm-hmm. growing up in a different way. Right. Okay. Yeah, homeowner, but make it sexy, I guess. 
I mean, it's not all bells and whistles. But it does have its bumps, but it's worth it. You know, it's worth it. I was looking at your your cooking videos. I really like your your setup, your turquoise or your teal appliances. Thank you. They're so cute. Yeah, I needed a pop of color. So, what are your must-haves in your kitchen as far as that? Definitely my coffee machine. <laughs> you do not want. To. <laughs> So my teal coffee machine is one of my favorite uh, housewarming gifts actually given to me by one of my best friends, Denise. And um, But the must-haves, because I love to cook, obviously, are my pots, uh, my Dutch pot. So I have, like, an American Dutch pot, and I also have a Latin or Caribbean Dutch pot. So um, those are two essentials, obviously, and definitely a good set of knives. You can't cook without mm. a good set of knives. No way, Jose. Oh, yes. Read me. <laughs> I'm living off the Walmart, the Walmart knives. It's not cute. Girl, it'll change your whole life. It, it'll change your whole life. Okay, so school me for a little bit. So, like, how do you know um, what knives are good? I mean, you know what? It's, it's funny. I, I, because I've just grew up in a house where my mom loved to cook and my dad loved to cook. Um, I always was just, you know, privileged to understand good utensils. It's just so silly to, you know, when you say it out loud, it's like it's just a utensil, but really it just makes life easier. So um, it, it makes your cooking time less, you know, it really, it really shortens it. it it's just, a breeze in the kitchen when you have the right utensils. It's like having good pots. It's, there's nothing like it. You know, but of course, for me, I I started cooking more, mm, I think, more seriously as I got older. With my younger heyday, I would just put stuff together just, you know, for me and Brie, and it wasn't that fun because that, that kid was always the pickiest eater. But as I got older, uh, I started cooking more professionally or or semi-professionally, <laughs> I'm trying to get professional at it, and I understood the difference between having these great, amazing knives to these dull, you know, Target knives or Walmart knives or whatever. So, you know, like the Hinkles and the Mercers and all those are, are just, I mean, you, you be careful, though, because you can take your finger out. <laughs> mm. <laughs> just be <Okay>. careful. <laughs> And, and you know, so, actually, I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of cooking shows, and I'm just watching. I, I watch their hand movements and how they use the knife. It's so weird. It's just the different things I look at now that I love to cook more. Mm-hmm. Why did you kind of pivot into trying to be a professional chef or being a professional mm-hmm. chef? There's no try. <laughs> yeah, so try is to fail, to do is to succeed, right? I, I've always had this, this I think, um, hidden creative part of me that I just didn't know what it was, what, how to nurture it, because I didn't know what I was good at. I would always say, I'm not creative. I'm not creative. My mom is super creative. My sisters are creative. And I would just look at them like, I can't do that. I mean, and I think, you know, with fashion, I love fashion. You know, I, I love to put things together and, and it's just amazing. But I think once I started to cook and started feeding people. And as I got older, 
I love to entertain. And as I started entertaining and people gave me feedback on my food, and it was just a natural, like, development of this love for cooking. And it started giving me the pleasure of, like, it felt like if I was meditating, it was just weird. Like when I cook, I zone out and nothing else bothers me. I don't think about anything but the creating of this food that I'm about to feed and, and, and make people smile. And that was like my enjoyment always just, just, you know, entertaining and, and having people just happy because they're eating something good. It, it just it just fed my soul, I guess. Wow, that's really beautiful. But why <laughs> do it on this level that you're doing it at? You could always just be like a home cook, but why share uh, it with the world? You know, because I start, so Instagram is so powerful, right? So as I started cooking, then I started actually creating my plates to make them look pretty. And I got addicted to eating prettier foods, colorful. I would I would think about how my plating was going to be. And then, of course, my food is pretty, so take a picture of it and post it. Who doesn't do that, right? <laughs> started doing that. People, more and more people started contacting me. Oh, do you do you cater? Uh, do you meal prep? Do How do you do this? What's that recipe? It looks amazing. And that just, again, fed my soul. And I was like, wow, I'm actually – hitting a, a, a platform where they're not even coming to my house, but they're still smiling. They're still asking me questions. They're still interested in what I'm doing. And that just, again, fed my soul. So I started doing it more and more. And then my friends, of course, I have an amazing group of friends that always push me. They said, so do it. So do a YouTube. Let's do this. Go live on, on Instagram. And let me tell you, I have friends that have telling, been telling me this for years, and I'm like, no way. I'm super camera shy. People think I'm not shy, but I'm super shy. So the pandemic, it was like, again, a silver lining. I'm home. I'm working from home. And all of a sudden, I was like, you know what? Let me order a tripod from Amazon. And I ordered it. <laughs> let, me, let me video a, a cooking show real quick. And I did one, and I got so much feedback on it, and it was the worst video ever. <laughs> no, is this the rice pudding one? Um, my first video is the um the salmon one. Oh, okay. It wasn't just, bad. It was just too long. It's just boring. Uh -huh. I, you know, I could be a Chris. You know, you don't have. You could be nice, but you know what I'm talking about. It was boring, and there was a lot of a lot of space in that video where. I could have edited better, but of course, I'm not an editor. I'm not. I'm. I'm definitely not an editor. You know, kudos to whoever edits videos because that's probably the hardest job ever. So my first video, I put it up, and I got so many messages, so much love from it. And again, feeding my soul. So I said, okay, let's do this again. So I tried it again. I did the empanadas because I said, let me do something that. It's not done every day. You know, people don't make empanadas all, all the time at home. So I, I just did it, and I edited it to, to be shorter. And, of course, again, people loved it. After the recipes, and I will say I'm bad at writing out the recipe, which is something I'm working on as well. And then I did the rice, pu I did the rice pudding, yeah. And I, that was my – it's funny because when I did the rice pudding, I had tried the recipe before, fed it to my mom and dad, and they gave me – they critiqued it. Then I did it again, and then they loved it. So I did it a third time and videoed it. So I didn't, I didn't, I don't video until I know that the darn recipe is good. 
<laughs> I think I saw I watched the videos in in the opposite <laughs> direction. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> no, but I mean they're very inspiring because you're a real person and you're just talking. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not like you can always tell when someone's not being their self, themselves and they're just like, hello, you know, welcome to yeah. my kitchen. <laughs> Which is probably how I would be just because I'm a goof. But um, so <laughs> lately, I mean, the ones that I saw are all, is Latin the right word? Latinx. I don't want to say Spanish, but. No, yeah, Hispanic, <sighs> Latin, Latin, yeah, fine. Okay. Because, um, you know, words mean things, and I don't really want to offend anyone. <laughs> so they're all Hispanic dishes. Um, are you going to stay in that vein, or are you going to do other things as well? Well, um, so my thought frame was it was that I would definitely flood my YouTube with all my cultural Latin dishes. Um, they're, they're near and dear to my heart. That's what I grew up eating, and I could do them with my eyes closed. But I definitely cook so many other things. I hardly actually ever make Spanish food. <laughs> I, like, I, I usually, like, I love Asian cuisine. I love... Caribbean cuisine. I love um, Indian. I love every. I'm just a foodie. Italian. Everything. I just eat everything. But you know, just just to make it easy for me, I guess is cooking a, a a real quick Latin dish is so easy to me. You know. So, but I definitely like I did oxtails the other day, and my dad is always my my go to guinea pig. I've cooked for him oxtails twice, and the first time he said that I did it Latin style, and the second time I did it was Jamaican style. <laughs> so I said, okay, I got to get one recipe that I – because I, I also – the way I create my recipes is I I look up different recipes. I take ingredients from different people's um, pages. I, I implement them on my dishes. I taste it. And I just play around and, and come up with something that I enjoy. To answer your question, because I know I ramble, is <laughs> I definitely will implement different uh, cuisine once I master them. Because I, I, I want, you know, I don't want to put something out there that's trash. <laughs> True. But, like with what your dad said, that could be a concept too, because so many of our of our food, you know, through that the diaspora is very similar, but also like small things can make it taste different. So I don't know, that might be something you would want to explore as you're testing recipes. Yeah, it, it's funny if you yeah if you open up my cabinet you and I didn't if you didn't see who lived here and you just walked into my kitchen and opened my cabinet, you would not know where I'm from because I have. I have authentic Indian spices. I have Jamaican spices. I have the Latin spices, and I have the Asian spices. So you're going to be like, what in the world? <laughs> Where is this person from? <laughs> no, I would say it's just New York because yeah, we, exactly. we're exposed to everybody. Spot. Yeah, exactly. It's the, it's the Mecca. And that's another, you know, New York fed my soul growing up, so I – I'm a foodie, and I'm a snobbish foodie when I travel because I'm a New Yorker. I've eaten right. everything in New York, and everything in New York to me is brilliant. Bomb. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You could get off. 
authentic food from every country in New York. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, and it's just such a blessing because you are able to be open-minded. Because when you hear people say, oh, I don't eat X, Y, Z, and they've never even tried it, it's just so disappointing. Oh, my gosh. Girl, try try the dating world. Imagine me <laughs> coming to cook and the person saying, oh, I don't eat that. Oh, girl, I don't think that relationship <laughs> would work for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's so funny is I tweeted this yesterday, I think, or earlier today. I was talking to somebody on Tinder, and they were like, I don't eat green things, so I don't eat vegetables. I've never had a salad. And I'm like, sir, you are 38 years old. <laughs> right? Put on your big boy panties. Let's go. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That frustrates me. That's, and you know what frustrates me as a cook? It frustrates me when I invite someone over for dinner and they're like, okay, so what are you cooking? Like, what do you, first of all, don't ask me what I'm cooking. <laughs> oh, you know damn well that everything you eat in my house is good. <laughs> so funny. But, you know, those are the little things if you're allergic or anything or you don't like them. I'll ask you. But then... Let me surprise you. Let me do my damn thing. <laughs> cooking is so sexy, though. Like, if I cook for you, mm, it's going down. Yeah. And I can count on, like, my hand how many times a man has cooked for me. And then further, how many times they've cooked, and it's been good. <laughs> so. Yeah. You know, um, when I had a I had a boyfriend and Bree was young. She was young. She me and Fred were together. She was about five, and we were together about five years. We lived together, and he was the only man that used to. We used to come up and create dishes together. It was like our time, you know. And we he loved the kitchen. I loved the kitchen, and we had such a great like. A thing going because we every day it was like a game we would play like what are we going to cook let's just go to the super and we would go to the supermarket I promise you probably every day or every other day and it was wow. it was a great relationship yeah and then unfortunately he passed away but it was he was the one that loved the kitchen I've never dated a man who loved the kitchen ever again so wait are you single yes <laughs> <laughs> You're giving out cheat codes. <laughs> like, so if you're a man that loves to cook, um, you might want to hit. <laughs> no, but um, what I was going to ask before was, so you're making cultural dishes. Does it ever bother you when people make Latin dishes terribly? Uh, I mean, you know what? It's actually very hard for me to go out to eat to a Spanish restaurant, to a Latin, hmm. like, yeah, unless I know the food's going to be, like, you know, the hole in the walls in the Bronx, I'm definitely eating there. Like, those are the bomb. But mm-hmm. if I go to, like, a Cuban Pete or, you know, one of these chain restaurants that are that are supposed to be Cuban cuisine or, you know, Puerto Rican cuisine, and, and they're just really feeding the American palate, it annoys, that annoys me because they're not really being true to the culture. So they're, you know, holding back on spices, and you're like, what the heck? But um, 
when a person, like, you know, uh, just a friend of mine, if she, if they try a, a Latin dish and it doesn't come out, no, I'm not upset. I mean, it's cute. Uh, <laughs> you know? I mean, no. Well. <laughs> what I meant was, like, a Karen putting watermelon in guacamole, that type of oh, thing. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's not a go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's probably going to be a, a hard pass for me. <laughs> I, um, yeah, no. Mm-mm. Okay. Because I'm like, you know, we put things out into the world, and, and it doesn't necessarily belong to us anymore. But then people, you know, they take it a little too far sometimes. So it's like, how does that affect you, <laughs> basically? Or you just kind of flip blinders on and don't really pay it too much attention? So wait, wait. <sighs> Say that one more time. <laughs> Okay, so there's a theory that once you make something, like once you make your Mm -hmm. YouTube video, right, it's out in the world and it doesn't necessarily belong to you anymore. It belongs to the people as Mm -hmm. a form of art. So with that said, people are able to take what you put out there and tweak it in a way that you you might not necessarily agree with. Oh, the, yeah, absolutely. And that's happened, actually. So when I put out the Empanadilla um, web, uh, YouTube video, I had a lot of people send me messages like, oh, I did this, but I used um, vegan meat. Or I did this, and I used chicken, and I did this. And I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I put raisins in my meat. I'll never put raisins. I hate raisins. Like, I don't put raisins in my darn empanadas. <laughs> Wait, no, is that a real thing? Somebody put raisins in an empanada? Oh, yeah, 100%. That's actually, that's actually one, of, one of the ways um, that people do it, with, with raisins in the meat. Yeah, it is a, it's a very Latin thing, and I, hate, I don't like raisins, so I've never did it. The empanadillas mm. that I made were just super simple, just authentic meat empanadas. You know, those are the ones that you could find anywhere. But people like to get crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm gonna keep my comments to myself. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not at that level where I'm going to cook uh, things that are that are not, um, I guess, common for people to eat. I I, I want to build a foundation of that I know how to cook. So, so show the public that I know the fundamentals of cooking. So now, after that. That what is it? That platform is set up. Then I'm going to start experimenting and and showing people. You know, I can reach another. Like I I I make I make things that my daughter's like. How did you come up with that? And I'm like, I have no idea. But let me write it down. You don't know how many things I've written down, <laughs> so I won't forget. <laughs> but yeah, and all my friends that come over, I'm like, okay, so tonight you're a guinea pig, and they get excited. They're good sports. Yeah. Because you know it's going to be good, well, for the most part, you know, it's going to be good. I think, you know what, cooking is, is, if you love to cook, you don't make anything bad. I promise you. Mm-hmm. If you cook with love, it'll be delicious. Okay. <laughs> I've made things that were unintentionally bad. But, you know, we just keep it moving. We're going to work on you. We're going to work on you. <sighs> We're going to get me some knives. We're going to start there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some good pots. 
<clears throat> but no, wait, so what's the difference between, you said a Caribbean Dutch pot and an American yeah. one? Well, yeah, so the the American one, and I actually, the original Dutch pot, I, I think it's actually Dutch. It's not American. And it's ceramic. So it holds the heat very, very well in the ceramic pot. Um, and in the Caribbean, we use that um, stainless steel pot. And I'm okay. sure you've seen it around. It's just it's a rice pot or a cook-up pot or a, a stew pot. And one other thing you need to have in your kitchen is a cast iron skillet. Do not, do not own a house or a kitchen or live anywhere without an iron skillet, a, a cast iron. Very. You important. don't have to talk to me like that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness. Okay. So let's talk about that. Is so I think I've seen them around. Don't you have to season them or something? I read somewhere. Yeah. The ones that they sell, like the lodge, they come already pre seasoned already. So really what you have to do is just just heat it up really high, put a little bit of oil in that in that pot, let it let it like um let the oil seep into the crevices of that pot. Then once it's done, you know, throw away the excess oil, just wipe it down and leave it oily. Just leave that pot oily. So anytime you cook in there, those juices of that cooking are going to stay in those crevices and your food's going to come out amazing. And also, it helps with your iron deficiency. You actually get, Mm -hmm. yeah. Essentials, a Dutch pot, no matter if it's Caribbean or Dutch. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Good set of knives. A cast iron skillet and and, and a, oh man, I have a French press. Oh um, yes, girl. You yeah. <laughs> have. I have other babies in my kitchen that are looking at me like, oh, so you're not gonna talk about me? Yes, my air fryers, <laughs> everything. <laughs> my <laughs> my ninja juicer is great. So you know they're looking at me like, so we get no love? Yes, y'all all get love. See, I can't just pick one. I'm the worst. I cannot just pick one. Yeah, I mean, because they all work together for different things. So I did get an air fryer Black Friday. <laughs> it was on sale. And, Good. you know, I use it every day. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's amazing. I love the air yeah. fryer. So the, I think, like, one of the reasons I got into cooking even more um, as I got older is because I, I wanted to watch my weight. So I found out and I heard that cooking – Obviously, it's less calories than eating out, but Mm -hmm. I'm a foodie. I love to eat good, good food. So I had to learn how I could cook uh, comfort food in a healthy way. So that's another reason why I got into the kitchen. I have really bad eczema, and Mm -hmm. I found that dairy, eggs, gluten, and anything with high fructose corn syrup in it will really just mess up my skin. So that kind of pushed me into the kitchen because those things are in pretty much everything that you eat out in the street. So growing up, like, your mom cooked, your dad cooked, is that pretty much how you figured out how to make certain things aside from looking up recipes online? Is it just, like, muscle memory? Yeah, absolutely. I always love to watch. I always love to eat. I always love to taste. And I was always in there with them, um, whether it was my mom or dad. But they cooked completely different. My mom and dad cooked 
two different cuisines. Um, my father's Colombian, so that's South American cuisine, and then my mom's Puerto Rican, Caribbean cuisine, and it's two different fundamentals. I mean, I don't know if you've ever tasted both of those um, cuisines, but definitely different. Um, I grew up more like if I definitely cook more Caribbean style than I do Colombian style, and Brianna, my daughter, cooks more Colombian than she does Caribbean, so it's so funny. It's very mm. funny. Okay. So, I mean, this might be a big question, but, like, what are the main fundamentals between the two? Because I think I've done more Puerto Rican and, yeah. like, more Caribbean. But, yeah. I think the Caribbean is a little bit – it's I, it's more spices, more uh, depth of flavor. I think we more we mo- use more sazones. We use more of the, the culantro, the uh, – the the what is the red one? That's not anise. I think it is it is anise. Look at me, I forgot the spice. But yeah, we use like a, a more of a spicier flavor. When in Colombian or South American cuisine, they create flavors, but it's a little bit more blander. It's not as pungent as a Caribbean cuisine. You have me thinking about it now. Like I need to go find some Colombian food. Going back to kitchen essentials, what should uh, someone who wants to level up their cooking game, like what are the essential spices that they need if they are going to make Latin food or Hispanic dishes? So essential spices, you said? Yes. Uh, I would definitely say a packet of sazon, uh, chicken bouillon, cumin, oregano, Salt, pepper, and garlic. A lot of gar- fresh garlic. We like garlic, and then, like you know, in the fundamentals of that, it'll definitely be some olive oil and some onions, cut up onions and peppers. That's all. Okay. <laughs> That's all. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Light. <laughs> there was something that you said in one of your videos. You were like, "Yeah, I just crushed this garlic in my um, blender," and I was like, "What? Yeah. What? What? Yeah. Okay." Uh, I I oh that that's one thing I will I will definitely judge you if I go to your house and you pull out a a pre-made minced garlic jar oh that is disgusting it just doesn't taste like garlic it's so processed you know when you go to the supermarket and they sell it in that little jar with the oil in it mm-hmm. oh lord I, I if you taste that if you taste a dish made with that like let's say. You're just making something quick, like a linguine with clam sauce or something quick, right? If you taste, if you use that garlic compared to freshly grounded, grinded garlic in your food processor, which takes you 30 seconds to make, because essentially you're just throwing the garlic in the food processor, putting a little bit of olive oil around and pulsing it, it's a world of a difference. A world. Okay. So yes, just press. Just crush your own darn garlic. <laughs> I mean, technically, you could pre-crush it and just keep it in your refrigerator, or no? Well, that's what I do. What I do is I buy a large bag of garlic, and I crush, I, I, I put it in the food processor, mince the whole bag, and then I add my olive oil, and that stays in the refrigerator. That's my foundation for every dish. Every single dish I make has garlic in it. Okay. I'm like a vampire or something. Yeah, well, you're <laughs> this vampire. <laughs> okay, so everyone has their different way of peeling garlic. So how do you do that? 
I don't peel it. I buy it pre-peeled already. Oh, <laughs> extra money. But if I do, if I do uh, have garlic that I have to peel, I definitely put my knife on it and I smash it down. I bang okay. it down. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh-huh. we're judging the minced garlic, but we're not uh-huh. judging the peeled I garlic. Judge you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's what funny, is uh, a quick story about the garlic? I um I cook for the homeless, and it's usually you have to cook for eighty people. So I choose a team of people to come help me. It's five of us, and when I have volunteers come in, they're like, "Why didn't you buy the prepackaged minced garlic?" I'm like, "Heck no!" So I have these people crushing garlic, <laughs> and they get so mad at me. <laughs> But anyway, even the homeless people have to have fresh garlic. Yeah. That's right. You have to make them good Everyone deserves. Everyone deserves fresh fresh garlic. garlic. Yeah. We're not cutting corners for nobody. I don't. I I had a little joke. (laughs) I was like, you know, what's adobo? Adobo is like the Hispanic umami because you don't really know the flavor, like what it is. But you just know it makes everything taste better. You know, adobo is my least used ingredient in my cupboard. What? Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like it's just never been. My mom never uses adobo. My dad doesn't really use adobo. I didn't grow up using that flavor. And when I add it to my dishes, I I could taste the difference. It's not my. You know, I think what it is, adobo has a lot of garlic, has a lot of spices that I use separately. You know, uh, that that's a combination of different spices that I already use, but I use them on their own. Some, it has something in there that I can't, I, I'll have to read the ingredients. I just don't, I don't use it. I I can't take your Puerto Rican card away because I'm not Puerto Rican, <laughs> but I don't want to. <laughs> Yeah, I I think it's a I think it's a cheat code. I think adobo is like a cheat. I'm I'm up for the debate, but I will I will yeah. put my I will put my arroz con pollo up to anybody who's make arroz con pollo with adobo, and we'll we'll have a cook off and see what's better. <laughs> All right, let's let's put that out there because you know I want to just taste it and you know be the judge. I'm not biased. I'm <laughs> down. Oh, those are fighting words. Okay, I like it. <laughs> That's all the questions that I have for you. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to share? Uh, no, I mean, for anyone who's going to listen, I would say that, you know, I started my next journey later in life, so there's never a time limit. Don't put a time limit on following your dreams. Amen. to thank Pilar for joining me once again. She is amazing. Follow her on Instagram at Pilar Made This. That's P as in Paul, I-L-A-R, Made This. And find her on YouTube at Cooking with Pilar. Keep in touch with me by following me on Instagram at Jane of All Trades Pod. If you want to be featured on the show, slide in my DMs or email me at janeofalltradespod at gmail.com. Until next time. Get in.